0: Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It's July 15th in San Francisco, the heart of Silicon Valley, or on the edge of the heart of Silicon Valley, where the cult of we the cult of the community the cult of the network continues to make the world depending how you look at it either a better or worse place either remaking the world or destroying the world um, a couple of days ago we had uh, Maureen Farrell one of the wash the Wall Street Journal uh, authors of the cult of we uh, a book about uh, we works where there was a where well, there continues to be a, a cult of office space, a cult of the network when it comes to how we work. The big story, though, when it comes to the cult of we remains the cult of we in finance, um, the cult of of currency or the cult of cryptocurrency. Every day, uh, there are headlines about the impact of cryptocurrency on our traditional uh, economic infrastructure on banks and on individuals just going through uh the headlines today a doge coin creator one of the cryptocurrencies now is saying that cryptocurrency is a right-wing funnel of profiteering surprise surprise given that people like steve bannon all and um uh and and uh And many others, uh, including WikiLeaks' uh, founder, have uh, been uh, ideologues behind uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, The Chinese now are shutting down some of uh, their cryptocurrencies. The regulators are getting involved. Chinese regulators, perhaps a little bit more aggressive than American ones. Uh, The Italians today uh, issued a warning over... Uh, "Quote unquote on MarketWatch, the top cryptocurrency exchange, Exchange, Binance. Um Hong Kong today arrested four in an alleged 155 million dollar crypto scheme, uh, and we have more and more in, uh, more and more news about how uh, cryptocurrency is fostering our uh, environmental apocalypse because crypto mining uh, is so." Energy intensive. So, this gives me an opportunity to talk about cryptocurrency. There's a new book out, Cryptocurrency How Digital Money Could Transform uh, Finance, by the London based Wired uh, journalist, uh, Jean Valpicelli, who is talking to me from my old stomping ground in North northeast London. Jean, I got to start with the basic question that everyone continues to ask: Is it a huge scam, cryptocurrency? You're a very sophisticated analysis uh, analyst, and and your book is pretty sophisticated, both in a historical, technological, and indeed political sense. But will one day we remember cryptocurrency as we remembered Enron or or, or, or tulip mania? Is it a huge scam by very clever? Uh, Technologist.
1: Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me, Andrew. Uh, I suppose the question should be which cryptocurrency will be remembered as a scam? Because I, I think we should talk about cryptocurrencies. And some of them are clearly scams. They are, I mean, patently scams. They have been unbathed scams and condemned scams. Uh, I'm less sure about uh, other cryptocurrencies. I mean, I'm sure that even Bitcoin, although it is used for scams and it is used for crime in some cases, uh, I would be uh, pretty cherry to call it a scam outright, because it certainly was born out of what its creator and the kind of community congregating around the creator saw as uh, true necessities. Bitcoin was supposed to meet some kind of Fashion, well, everything, right? they're and
0: always, uh, you know, necessity is in the the eye of the beholder, Jeanne. Um, mm-hmm.
1: you
0: know, it, it's certainly real. I mean, uh, apparently, according, uh, there've been lots of headlines recently about the initiative, the experiment in El, in El Salvador to yeah. get $30 in Bitcoin. So this, when I say a scam, I don't mean it's not real. I mean that ultimately, it, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a giant Bernie Madoff enterprise let's begin with some basics jan you know as much about this stuff as anyone um here we have a screenshot for those people just listening of cryptocurrency and wikipedia i'm not sure if wikipedia necessarily is the best resource for this sort of thing infested by digital activists of one kind or another (laughs) define what you mean by cryptocurrency not just you but what does the word exactly mean
1: well, I would give my definition, of course. Uh, well, you're yes. the author.
0: You're my god on this one, John. I, <laughs> exactly. I need a good. I need, That's why I invited you onto the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so, so no apologies say,
0: here. You're you're the authority.
1: I would say it is cryptography based, cryptography backed, peer to peer digital cash, which means. It is cash, cash, so
0: it's a currency. It's it it's is, not a, it's a, not a value. It's a currency. It's like uh, we we could theoretically then open our wallets, and some sort of symbol of cryptocurrency could emerge in which I could buy a loaf of bread or a, or, or, or or a new car.
1: Not really, right? Because uh, the, the whole uh, the key word there is digital. So you would have an app.
0: Well, I mean, but a digital won't... currency. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, if I open my digital wallet.
1: Yeah, that's essentially what you call the place, the app where you keep your uh, Bitcoins or your ethers or whatever units or cryptocurrency you are using. Uh, I say cash because the idea is that it should be peer-to-peer. So the same way I give you a banknote, Andrew, I should be able to give you a Bitcoin without passing through a bank. In this case, essentially, you, you are supposed to eliminate the middleman. Uh, and the, the middleman,
0: traditionally... When I spend a dollar, the middleman is um, the Federal Reserve Bank. In the UK, the middleman is uh, the Bank of England. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I think it could be something uh, lowlier than that. It could just be a payment uh, company, right? Visa. Visa makes, makes sure that you have the dollars you say you have on your bank account. And then once you spend a certain dollar, that dollar has left your account and has reached the account of the other person. So I, get
0: that. That uh, I get that Jean but but going back to the definition of cryptocurrency as a as a currency it's ba- uh, the traditional currencies are backed by nation states mm-hmm. uh, cryptocurrency derives its value from its peer to peer foundations is that fair
1: yes I suppose there is a kind of uh Game theoretical idea there, which is it—it it, it, it is valuable. It's pure meeting of demand and supply, right? So it's partly its value as a means of exchange, its properties that gives it value. But at the end of the day, what gives Bitcoin value or Ether value or any crypto value is the meeting of demand and supply. So it's people's opinions about that currency's
0: value. But at the moment, wouldn't it be fair to say there are many different cryptocurrencies that you can't really use them. So at the moment, it, it, its its value is built on speculation. So, for example, Bitcoin. Mm. Um, today, uh, Bitcoin or, or this week, Bitcoin has been tanking. Uh, if you mm. bought Bitcoin early, you made a lot of money. If you bought it later, you might have lost a lot of money. But you can't actually spend bitcoin can you you can't do anything with it you can't buy real estate you can't buy a car
1: oh that's funny that you say because i actually just uh helped a, a journalist at the times write an article about some people buying real estate <laughs> with bitcoin wasn't that mike
0: arrington you know pioneers didn't arrington try and buy one in uh, ukraine
1: i think i think he did but this is much more recent that happened like the, the, the one i i found for my friend at the times was uh some Bitcoin, of course, owner in Dubai, which just bought some real estate because some companies in some countries are actually accepting Bitcoin as forms of payment. Uh, uh, when so speculate... you say that,
0: Jan, is that broadly acceptable? Or are we talking about the, the the odd speculator here?
1: No, I think we're probably talking about still a minority. It is
0: growing. A very small. I, my, I mean, to be fair, it's a small minority.
1: It is more minority. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a Bitcoin promoter by any. No, no,
0: I know that, and I, I just, <laughs> yeah. there's I, so I much it, hype about this now, and absolutely. Uh, I, I, I just want to get though, to the, it, right? the, the bottom of things. So, we've defined cryptocurrency as a, a, as a peer, as a kind of peer-to-peer digital asset. Um, and it's built on a particular technology. Uh, a few months ago, we had my old friend Don Tatscott on the show, the Canadian futurist. He's always on top things before everybody else. He usually gets stuff right, at least in terms of identifying what's going to be big. I'm not sure in terms of whether this. Uh, he thinks this will be a good thing. I, I think it's going to be a big thing. Whether it's a good thing is another issue. Mm. But he has written recently a book about blockchain technology. Um, yeah. explain how blockchain technology represents the foundation of cryptocurrency.
1: So essentially, as I said, Bitcoin or other kind of cryptocurrency, other kinds of cryptocurrencies run, not, are not, uh, part of a network controlled by a third party validator, which might be a bank or a payment company. So the way, uh, transactions are approved and validated and the way the system essentially keeps its integrity is through blockchain. What is a blockchain? A blockchain is essentially a, a constellation, a swarm of computers which act as validators for transactions and the way they do it is in a decentralized way and they they, 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 they keep it decentralised by competing with each other for being the next uh, computer, the next validator that actually waves through a certain batch of transactions. This competition is called mining. It's what you just uh, described early on. Essentially, it's this energy burning process. Uh, it's a kind of race in which you have to burn a, a lot of energy to crack a mathematical problem. A race first... or
0: a rage, Jan?
1: I, I think a
0: race. Right, uh, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a raging race, I think. It's, it's a raging
1: that... race. <laughs> yeah. It's also infuriating, absolutely. And so the first computer that cracks the problem gains the right to validate this, the, those transactions. And In to be clear, way, the, the
0: blockchain is um, a, a public ledger that can't be changed. That's what gives it its... Uh, trustworthiness is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think transparency and uh, supposed uh, resistance to be tampered with is what makes the blockchain an attractive kind of scaffolding for digital asset transactions.
0: But- and uh, Tapscott, like many others, see blockchain as the new internet. Essentially, a lot of people call it Web three zero. Or the mm-hmm. next chapter, the next revolutionary, deeply disruptive moment in um, in the history of the network, and it, and its it, it, its core driver is decentralization. Yeah. Uh, whereas Web 2.0 was announced in the name of decentralization, it resulted in the coming to power of Web 2.0 companies like Facebook and Google and Amazon. Uh, Would it be fair to say that the blockchain represents a movement away from that to decentralize power, authority, wealth?
1: That's absolutely the supposed part of it, right? Um... We've heard
0: it before, though, Jan. Uh, I've heard it before. I've been involved in a 20-year argument with Tapscott. He's always announcing these new technologies as being democratizing. And in the end, they result in in, in new powers like... uh, you know, as, as I said today, one of the headlines is the Dogecoin creator says that cryptocurrency is a right-wing funnel of profiteering. Um, Which is a great How can we guarantee that Bitcoin or uh, any of these cryptocurrencies will be democratizing and not controlled by a new elite of right or left-wing ideologues or, or plutocrats of one kind or another?
1: Oh, uh, we cannot guarantee it at all. Uh, I think there was uh, there were serious concerns about the fact that most validators or miners, uh, more technically, uh, in a more technically accurate terminology, most miners of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies were based in China, and they were con- and they are still controlled by a very small set of companies. So these concerns are very real. Uh, the point is, of course, that the network as a whole should still remain decentralized There's so, still a certain degree of decentralization in terms of um geographical diversity and also diversity of actors and theoretically it should be open to join of course it's not really the case in all cases because yeah and
0: uh, it, it, it's not open and it, and it and it seems to be built on one kind of cult of personality or another your book does a great job telling the history of cryptocurrency. As you say, you're not a supporter of it. You're a journalist who covers it very well for one of the leading magazines in the world, Wired. One of the things I liked about the book was your coverage of this character, Satoshi Nakamoto, who is, would it be fair to call him the founder of cryptocurrency or certainly the first miner of Bitcoin? Uh, We don't even know who this guy is. Tell me a little bit about him.
1: I mean, uh, I, I, I suppose he's certainly the inventor of Bitcoin. Uh, some would argue that he didn't—he didn't invent cryptocurrency as a whole, but certainly Bitcoin is one something. of the
0: inventors. I mean, if not the oh, first, yeah. the first generation of inventors, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bitcoin is something that he clearly designed himself, right? Uh, we yeah. are assuming is a is a man. Let's go with the fact that Satoshi is a mail name in Japanese. Right. And, uh, and
0: Bitcoin was the first crypto, the first popular cryptocurrency. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's that
1: fair description. He just updated, uh, uploaded, sorry, uploaded a, uh, a white paper, essentially a PDF document explaining uh, how Bitcoin should work.
0: Why doesn't and- he reveal who he is? Why would he want to maintain his anonymity, particularly given that this is a technology that's supposed to be transparent? What? what why undermine your enterprise by not even revealing who you are?
1: I I wish I knew. I wish I could ask him. Well, Uh, I I must
0: have have an idea. Is it because he's an international fugitive? Is it because he perhaps has associations with Julian Assange or Edward Snowden? Uh, It it might very well be.
1: I I think that uh, what you have to keep in mind then is that cryptographers and peddlers of cryptography and cryptocurrency is a form of cryptography is a way to guarantee an- an- anonymized payments at least on the surface uh, has a kind of strange history with law enforcement like right? um, people would try to export technology from the. US to other countries was in some cases prosecuted for armed trafficking uh, and the way that the way Satoshi Nakamoto reacted once, Uh, Members of the Bitcoin community started suggesting that Julian Assange, as you said, might be helped uh, by Bitcoin as a way of collecting payments. The way he reacted, essentially disappearing overnight after that move was even just floated, suggests to me that he was just very aware uh, of the kind of challenges, the kind of magnet for law enforcement that dabbling in strong um, cryptographical technology might be. Yeah, I'm not sure
0: you're really answering the question, though. Uh, And maybe you can't. But I wonder whether crypt. Is it possible that cryptocurrency has been cooked up in Moscow? It's designed to undermine Western currencies. It's designed to create financial chaos and upheaval. Um, And uh, it it wouldn't surprise me as if a lot of the initiative, if not the invention of the whole thing, um, came out of some particularly crazy creative associate of vladimir putin who wants Mm. to undermine western economies because that's what cryptocurrency is doing with the the manias around it the ups and downs the anonymity the uncertainty the way it challenges our traditional currencies.
1: i mean uh, there are some people who think that uh, i have i have two possible objections to that one is that i mean this is a very uh, puny objection but The language that Satoshi Nakamoto used seemed to be British English and he seemed to be a native speaker of British English.
0: uh, Wow, you don't need me. You're talking to me from um, from Dalston in northeast London. Uh, The British, particularly the upper the upper class Brits, have a a long tradition of working with the Russians. So it's it's conceivable that he could be a a, a British programmer in the pay of Putin's uh, digital crowd.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I have no element to confirm or deny that. Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, I think, you know, in a bizarre way, I mean, of course, if we went, if we just ran with your hypothesis, everything, everything could be right, everything could be true. But we know that a lot of people in Russia use cryptocurrency to sort of uh, hide capitals from the government, right? Because, as you know, the kind of kleptocracy that Putin is enabling uh, scares a lot of entrepreneurs. And a lot of them, I know from interviewing them, use yeah. Bitcoin to protect their gains and their companies. So it might very well be, I, mean, I never thought about it, but if, if it were a Russian uh, invention, a kind of uh, Russian masquerade, it certainly is backfiring to some extent. Right. I,
0: I take that point. What about Snowden's involvement in your book? Um you, you point not just to Snowden, but to Assange. Why are these characters so involved in the story of cryptocurrency?
1: I think simply they were and still are, at least uh, as avatars, part of the privacy aware milieu that congealed around cryptocurrency circles. I mean, they're just seen as defenders of privacy and Bitcoin was created as a kind of anonymous payment system. Which is a very important form of privacy, and also, of course, Assange. Sorry, not Assange, but um, Snowden. In a way, I mean, his his revelation revelations said something that showed the vulnerability of relying on big tech monopolies, right? So, you can read Snowden's actions as an indictment of centralization in digital domains.
0: It's true, although ironically, the big new tech financial players, the uh, the PayPals of the world seem to be doing very well from crypto. So it's not clear to me that, uh, and, and they're benefiting financially. Uh, so it's not clear to me that crypto benefits the, the smaller man. As I said, uh, Jan, your book, Cryptocurrency, How Digital Money Could Transform Finance, is a really down-to-earth, Very interesting read. I was particularly intrigued by your section on Ethereum, perhaps the the second best known uh, cryptocurrency after Bitcoin. And it's founder Vitalik Buterin, who is another character who could have walked out of a a novel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, they seem to, Buterin and, and Ethereum seem to epitomize the, the 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 deep shadiness of this whole enterprise. Tell me a little bit about uh, Buterin.
1: Why do you find Buterin shady? I, I think I think he's actually I one just... of the
0: few. <laughs> he, well, convince me he's not. I People need to read your book. He's a fast-talking Christ-like figure. Uh, I'm, yeah, always, absolutely. I'm always uh, I'm always I'm uh, always suspicious of people who who are cult figures because they yeah, usually I, I, end up as frauds, if absolutely. not that as founders of rather fraudulent religions, of one kind or another.
1: I think he is a charismatic leader, but if anything, a reluctant uh, cult leader, <laughs> if you want to. Well, but,
0: I don't know, reading your book, he's, there's nothing very reluctant about him. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's got problem, very rich. The, the,
1: the problem with these kind of communities that grow around open source Software projects or cryptocurrency projects is that very often these um, these projects like Bitcoin itself or like Ethereum are supposed to be leaderless, right? And they're they're, they're designed to be uh, decentralized, as I said. But there is what some people call the tyranny of structurelessness. So <laughs> right. So when you which have is uh, know... which
0: is a euphemism, Gian, for saying that. Uh, These things always end up with cult leaders and dictatorships of one kind or another. One of the the things I loved about the book, actually, because I I don't want to just talk tech, is you're very grounded in politics, too. And you argue strongly that that really, if you if you pair away at this, when the smoke clears, there's a lot of politics in this. You talk about their uh, reliance on the Austrian school and particularly on Friedrich Hayek Um, this libertarian economics underpins cryptocurrency Um, is that as true today as it was 10 or 15 years ago
1: I think it's it's probably changing now right because Bitcoin in a way is becoming more institutionalized a lot of big players are at least doubling in it Uh, Elon Musk is alternatively Talking it up and talking it down. And yeah. so the whole kind of hyper libertarian Elan of the early days it, it might be slightly on the way. What I found interesting about um, Hayek though was his concept of the de- 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 nationalization of currency, right? Uh, and the way that he thought that the best way to kind of achieve real freedom was to have a lot of private and public currencies, all competing with each other. Uh, And some could be essentially scams, others could be very strong, but the market will settle on the best ones. And that's what we have seen in some cases with the emergence of all these uh, cryptocurrencies, which range from being very mathematically grounded projects, like Bitcoin, to jokes like dogecoin if you wish which is just right although sort of doge, joke you know,
0: the, 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 the founder of doge is as i said i mean i think he is telling the truth he may be a joke or his product may be a joke but he's very truthful where are we now with the with bitcoin jan uh, as i said lots of headlines now the irs is trying to nail crypto tax dodgers Mm -hmm. Um, we know that some of the cryptocurrencies are doing better than others some seem very shady the FT is about Tether a former plastic surgeon behind one of the crypto reserve currencies
1: accidentally Um, Italian
0: yeah an Italian never trust the Italians Jan never never trust the Italians don't need me to tell you that right Um, uh, where are we are we at the beginning of the beginning the beginning of the end the end of the beginning Um, is this For real? Is this the first chapter in the history? Your book, um, Cryptocurrency, How Digital Money Could Transform Finance, is a very good summary of where we're at now. Uh, Over the next 25 years, will we look back eventually? Do you think at at crypto as just a a version of of Enron, of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of a tulip mania? Or is this thing really for real?
1: I think it is for real for one reason, which is that the governments are reacting uh, not only by regulating this, but um, but also by trying to attract, attract cryptocurrency entrepreneurs to their countries. Of course, we're talking about uh, third world countries, such as El Salvador, which just declared Bitcoin legal tender in the country.
0: Yeah, and, whatever that uh, means, right? I mean, so yeah, when you uh, go... When you go to a restaurant in El Salvador, will you be able to to buy a a cheap dinner? According to the law, yes.
1: According to the so-called lay Bitcoin, which is the name of the Bitcoin law. What happens if the owner
0: of the restaurant isn't networked, if if they don't have a smartphone?
1: Yeah, uh, that that is going to be what a lot of El Salvador people are probably going to do, (laughs) because they don't trust Bitcoin. I read that... uh, I was reading actually a newspaper, a Salvadoran newspaper today, and there was an article saying 50% 50 dot two of Salvadorians don't trust Bitcoin. So you might actually end up with a lot of Salvadorans hiding their smartphones. I don't know how
0: many listeners or viewers we have in El Salvador, but if you're hungry and you fancy a meal and all you've got is Bitcoin, go out and try it and we'll be interested in hearing from you. Um, Jan, finally, is it possible that governments around the world will essentially hijack this movement and create national cryptocurrencies, which are essentially digital versions of traditional currencies. I know the Indians have looked into this uh, and there are rumors that the Americans are, are working on an initiative as
1: well. Yeah, that's actually the second part of my previous answer. I think that what you will see is that unlike Enron, uh, governments are also trying to copy some elements of Bitcoin technology, right? Or crypto technology. So we are seeing the emergence of so-called central bank digital currencies, or at least the idea of launching a so-called central bank digital currency, which is the creation of some digital asset-like form of payment backed by central banks. Uh, So from the EU just announced that they're going to look into a digital euro and it could be launched uh, in two years' time. China already has some kind of crypto-like payment form being trialed and actually about to be launched. Uh, the Fed, as you said, is also looking into it, even if it's so clear where they're going along with the actual plan or they're going to essentially gamble on private uh, forms of uh, digital currency, such as, I don't know, Facebook's Libra. And, and if
0: this actually happens and the Fed and other national banks do create nationalized cryptocurrencies which are used and which replace traditional cash what does that mean for the banking system does that mean the end of banks themselves what ultimately in a nationalized cryptocurrency world what institutions get disintermediated or do we still have banks
1: it depends on what the governments decide right because they might decide that the banks still act as the issuance so if you want to uh, I don't know, exchange your dollars into uh, digital currency, you still have to go through a bank. You won't receive it directly through the Fed. Or maybe the Fed will just decide that it will license several banks to be the kind of overseers of the system. It seems that, uh, at least in Europe, banks might still have a role. I suppose that's part again because of the Italians. You don't want all the Italian banks to fail all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if, I suppose that's, that's a question um, a lot of governments are asking themselves. and they might Well, be we had, um,
0: uh, John, we had Camille Rousseau, who you re- re- reference in your, in your book. She has an interesting book on cryptocurrency. It's more, uh, more promotional, I guess. She's more of an insider. You're a journalist, this book, Cryptocurrency, How Digital Money Could Transform Finance. Uh, is one of uh, uh, it's a short smart very readable book I read it this morning really good really great introduction congratulations on the book John thank you and uh, if it's okay with you I think I'll pay you for this appearance in cryptocurrency you good
1: with that? Uh, I I don't uh, I don't own or hold any crypto because I think it's a conflict of interest
0: okay well then I won't pay you I won't (laughs) pay you John this will be a free one thank you so much keep well and keep in touch see you bye bye